It is now 2020, and it's very difficult to say that without your best Barbara Walters impression. It's 2020. Welcome to this new year. We're grateful to be together on this first Sunday of this new year. This is a day of uh, looking back, but mostly looking ahead. In the year 2019, for our church family, our theme was the Word of God. And our theme verse came from Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, for the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And a big part of our theme was this challenge to read the entire Bible through from front to back, Old Testament and New Testament, and many of you completed that challenge And that is a fantastic accomplishment, and you are to be commended. And I wrote a little about that on the front page of your bulletin, so check that out later. I included just a few stories that I heard from you. I was so encouraged uh, by what you had to say about this challenge and how it blessed you and how it impacted many of your lives getting to read God's Word every day. And that, to me, was validation for what we did in the last year, even if A lot of you didn't finish. You can be thankful that you may have read more of the Bible than you've ever read in any other year. And for those of you who did finish, uh, maybe for the fifth time or tenth or twentieth time reading the Bible through, I'm certain that you noticed things in there that you had never seen before. And many of you read the Bible through for the very first time. You'd never done that before. And you'd been wanting to do it, and you'd always aim to do it, but The challenge gave you the extra boost, the extra encouragement that you needed, and so I'm thankful for the year that we have experienced in God's Word. You know, our motto as a church family for many years now, and we don't talk about it a whole lot, but you do see it in the bulletin, I think, and up here on the screen at the beginning of our assembly is this, looking up, reaching out, growing together. And in my mind, last year was about looking up. As we looked into God's Word, we discovered His character and His identity and His will for our lives. And in so doing, we were looking up at God. Looking into the Word is looking up to our Creator, the Sustainer of life, and our Redeemer. So 2019, in that respect, was about looking up. 2020, this new year that we have begun just a few days ago, We'll be focused primarily on the next phrase in that motto, looking up, reaching out, and growing together. That second phrase, reaching out. Our theme for this new year, and we've been teasing it a little bit, but we had dropped a few clues here and there, and if you're pretty astute, you've probably already figured out our theme for this year, what we're going to call it, Outreach 2020. That's our theme. And I want to tell you a little bit about this theme this morning. This theme, Outreach 2020, is about understanding, and these are things I think we all already know, but we want to focus on them. We want to remind ourselves of these important truths. This theme is about understanding that God has a mission in this world, that God is at work in this world, that He has a desire for how things ought to go, His mission as we understand it from Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, is to reconcile all people 
to Himself is to bring the fold of humanity back to Him, and He's doing so through Jesus Christ. This ministry of reconciliation, of reconnecting, of reforming the relationship that was broken between God and humanity in the fall. And, according to Paul, in the same passage in 2 Corinthians 5, we have been enlisted to join the mission. We are asked to join in the work that God is doing in reconciling all humanity to to Himself. The Scripture there says, not counting their sins against them, forgiving sins by the blood of Jesus Christ, and we are supposed to be a part of this movement ourselves. We have joined the Lord's army of reconciliation. This theme is about acknowledging that the news of Jesus Christ, that the gospel message is so good, is so wonderful, is so life-giving, that we must not, that we cannot, keep it to ourselves. And I do believe that we accept that. We would say that we believe the gospel is really, really good news, and we are exceedingly grateful for the blessings that we enjoy through Jesus Christ, but we keep our lips sealed when it comes to telling others or showing others the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. I'm thinking about in Acts chapter 4, and we've been covering this in many of our Sunday school classes on Sunday morning. You know, after Peter and John heal that lame man and they're thrown into jail, they are drugged before the powers that be, the Jewish religious elite, and those guys ask Peter and John, apostles of Jesus, spreading the gospel, they say, by what power or by what name did you do this? Did you heal the lame man? And they do not mince words, and they do not beat around the bush. They say, let everyone in, in our hearing know that it was by Jesus Christ and by His power. Well, a little bit later they say, you got to stop talking about Jesus. Don't say another word about Jesus. Don't let us catch you preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ again. And what do they say to that? Peter and John say, whether it is right, this is Acts 4, verses 19 and 20, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. But we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. We have been witnesses to what is the most extraordinary event in the course of human history, the life, the death, the resurrection of God's Son, Jesus Christ. And to paraphrase here, what they say is, we cannot help ourselves. (laughs) Even if we told ourselves to hush up and to never talk about Jesus again, we would not be able to contain the message within ourselves. They're a bit like Jeremiah, who the prophet who said, God's word is like a fire in my bones and I am weary of holding it in and I cannot. I have got to share the message that I have received, the good news that I have received. And this theme, Outreach 2020, is acknowledging that the gospel of Jesus is so good and so wonderful and so fantastic that not only must we not, but we want to get to a point where we cannot help but share what God has done for us through Jesus. This theme is also, here's the flip side of that. Here's the other end of the coin. 
this theme is also about, this year is going to be also about warning the world of the punishment that awaits evildoers. Because if you read the New Testament, you see this very inconvenient truth that those who are wicked and those who reject God's gift of grace through Jesus Christ will experience death and destruction and punishment when Jesus returns. Now, many of us are uncomfortable with that truth, and yet it's right there in black and white in God's holy word. We cannot sidestep it. We cannot avoid it. And so, not only should we be motivated to share what's so great about Jesus, we should also be motivated to share what is so horrible about hell. Love should compel us to warn those in our families, our friends, our schools, our neighborhoods, our communities, what awaits people who say no to God's grace and mercy through Jesus. The alternative to saying yes to Jesus is so horrible that we should be motivated to tell people so that they can avoid that. That is, that is a component of what preaching the gospel is all about. This theme is about this. It's about reaching out. It's about reaching out to our friends, our family members, our schoolmates, our neighbors, boldly, confidently, wisely, in a way that will not turn them off, in a way that will not push them away. Lovingly, all of this is about love. It is love that compels us to share the good news with others. It's about reaching out in all of these ways and more to the people that we care about. It's about saying with the Apostle Paul, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation for all men and women, first to the Jews and then to the Gentiles. I am not ashamed of the gospel. Our theme verse, we could have a lot of different theme verses, but this is the one that we have chosen to hone in on throughout the year. It is Matthew chapter 28, 19, and 20. These are the words of Christ Jesus before he ascended into heaven. His final words to his closest followers. He says, all authority, I'm going to start in verse 18, just a little before this. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, verse 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Our theme verses for 2020. We call it the Great Commission. It was their commission, meaning the apostles and the earliest disciples of Jesus Christ. It was their marching orders, but it is also our commission It is our marching orders. It is what we are supposed to be doing. We are to be making disciples by teaching people, by baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit for the forgiveness of sins. And then on the other end of that, teaching them some more how to live this new life in Christ. But the question that we need to ask ourselves is, are we fulfilling it? 
Are we fulfilling the Great Commission? Are you fulfilling the Great Commission? Am I fulfilling the Great Commission? And let me say, that putting, just putting some money in the plate when it is passed around momentarily is just one part of our fulfilling the Great Commission. We do not get a pass by simply generously donating to other people who are fulfilling the Great Commission. This is a job, and I mean making disciples, this is a job for each and every baptized believer, for each and every Christian. We are to be in the, in the trenches. We are to be doing the hands-on work of evangelism ourselves. We do not get a pass. We do not delegate evangelizing to experts or to others who we think would be better at it. All of us are to be making disciples. Are we? Are we unashamed of the gospel? Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I will shout it from the rooftops. I will tell anybody who asks. I will never stop proclaiming the name of Jesus Christ. And maybe you want to say, well, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And yet, does your everyday life betray that statement? Are you living like you are unashamed of the gospel? Are you living day in and day out? Sharing the news that is so good you cannot keep it to yourself. Now, we are not just going to say, alright, go on church. Head out those doors and reach out to people and bring them in and teach them about Christ and all that. We don't want to just say that. We, we want to set some measurable goals for this new year, for 2020. And I want to share with you, uh, in this, this theme, the three primary components. And the first one is this. The first one, these are all just one word. First one, attend. <laughs> attend, and under that, be here. It's kind of explanation for what we mean. This one has more to do with us than the people we would like to reach with the good news of Jesus Christ. We want to aim to be more committed to gathering together to worship and edify each other. We want to be committed, more committed to the regular assemblies of the church. We want to acknowledge in 2020 that it is both God's will and it's for our good to get together on Sundays, on Wednesdays, and whenever else, it is what God wants and expects, but it's also best for us to get together. Because here's the bottom line. We cannot invite others to something that we are not committed to ourselves. We cannot invite others to join in something to which we are not committed ourselves. And so we want to challenge each other to be more regular in our attendance. And in our commitment to coming together. I think about that famous story in Luke chapter 10, verse 42. The story of when Jesus is invited into the home of his good friends, Martha and Mary. And Mary is sitting there at the feet of Jesus, taking it all in, soaking it in, listening to him teach life-giving truths. And what's Martha doing? Well, she's not doing anything bad. She's 
washing the dishes. She's preparing the meal. She is busying herself with a lot of service. And she says to Jesus, would you tell my sister to get up and to help me? She's not helping me to serve. What does Jesus do? He doesn't rebuke Mary. He gently corrects Martha. And he says, Martha, you are anxious and and worried about much serving. Your sister has chosen the good portion. The good portion. What is the good portion in your life? What is the thing that you cannot go a day without doing or a week without doing? You got to do it. I mean, if you were to ask somebody, what what do you perceive as the good portion in my life? What would they say? Would they say it's reading God's Word? Would they say it's spending personal time with your Savior? Would they say that it's gathering with the saints? Martha is not doing anything bad here, and you all are involved with a lot of things in our community, and they're not bad things. They're even good things. But what we want 2020 to be about is choosing what is the best thing. And what God says is one of the best things is getting together with the saints to worship Him and to edify and encourage each other. We need each other to be here. I need you to be here for my sake. And you need me to to be here for your sake. We've got to lift each other up. We cannot do life without one another. We cannot go through without the encouragement that we derive when we get together. And so here is the action step that we want to take. We just simply want to exceed our average attendance from 2019. We want to take all of our assemblies up a notch in terms of who's here. And so in 2019... We averaged 264 people in Sunday school. And I think that's great. I mean, 264 people on average were here on Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock to sit in a Bible class, to discuss, to open up God's Word, to learn more about His will. That's fantastic. We want to do better than that in 2020. We want to have at least 265 in 2020 in Sunday school. Better yet, let's make it 270 or 280. Let's go all the way to... 300. I'm not setting a numerical goal here. I'm simply saying it is our aim to have more than 264 in Sunday school. We averaged 396 people in AM worship, almost 400 in 2019. That's fantastic. That is more than last year, more than the year before. That's great. That's encouraging to me. It ought to be to you. Let's do better than that in 2020. How about we have an uh, an average of 400 in 2020. That would be four more on average than we had in 2019. We averaged 182 in PM worship in 2019. And that's great to have 182 people on average come back to worship and to study and to fellowship with one another. But do you see the big drop off that experience that we experience from Sunday morning to Sunday night? We shed over 200 people from Sunday morning to Sunday night. Now, I'm not here to make you feel guilty. I'm here to try to fire you up, fire all of us up, stir us up unto good works is what the New Testament talks about. So we'd like to exceed that in 2020. We'd like to be above 182. We were 201 on Wednesday night. 201 people on average were here to go to various Bible classes throughout the building to, again, experience fellowship with each other. Let's do better than that in 2020. So the first, the first component of this theme is 
attend. And we want to exceed those averages from 2019. Okay, number two, the second component is this, invite. Invite, bring others with you. I mean, if all of us did this, look around. I mean, there are very few empty seats, empty pews. We would all have to squeeze in. It might be a little less comfortable for you, but it'll be so much greater to have, you know, double the size. If all of us did this, imagine what this auditorium would look like if all of us invited people to join us. But that's not the only idea behind this word. We, we don't want to just bring people into this building and have them sit on a pew. This is not just inviting people to come to church. This is about inviting them into the faith. Inviting them to be obedient to the gospel. And I've got several action steps to share with you along these lines. Number one, we want to throughout the year provide several entry points for visitors. We want to do things that will make it easy for you to say, hey, why don't you come to church with me? A lot of these things we're already doing, so we're not going to reinvent the wheel here. We've got existing programs like All-in-Ones that make it easy for you to invite people to come to church because, hey, free food, I mean, that's always a plus. So why don't you, we're having a special day and a special speaker and there's a meal. Why don't you come with me to church? We're going to do a a back-to-school series on Wednesday nights uh, in August and September with a couple special speakers and some topics that I think will uh, be appealing to us and to people in our community. That'll be an opportunity for you to invite people to come. Uh, Our trunk or treat is always a great opportunity, and I could go on and on, and maybe there'll be some new things sprinkled in, but we want to provide several entry points for visitors. Another action step under invite. We want to help train each other to know how to live out our faith in a, in a public way. We want to help train each other how to, well, study the Bible with, with people. A lot of us feel uncomfortable doing that. And so this Wednesday night, we're going to start what I hope is a very practical class for all adults, and it's called Going Public with Your Faith. And we're going to be together on Wednesday nights in January and February, talking about how we can reach out with the gospel to our family, friends, and neighbors, how we might broach the topic of studying the Bible with someone so as to tell them about Jesus. Throughout the rest of this month on Sunday mornings in January, I'm going to be preaching a sermon on sort of the broad strokes of outreach and why it is that we want to evangelize and reach out and what is God's mission all about. So we don't want to send you out without the tools and resources that you will need to do this. We want to provide training that will help you. And number three, our goal in 2020 is to add at least 30 baptized believers to our church family. Now, I know that God is the one who gives the increase. And we are simply to be faithful in our planting of the seed and in our watering. But we, we want to work toward this end. And we don't think this is unbiblical or unreasonable. In fact, we want to greatly surpass this goal. But we want to add at least 30 baptized believers. Now, that might be a child who's grown up in this church family who gets to the age that they're ready to be baptized. Uh, It might be a family who comes our way from another congregation. They've already been 
baptized, adding them. It might be somebody who is totally unchurched or who, who's been out of church for a long time and they come and they've never been baptized and they are taught the gospel and baptized. All of those will count towards the 30, but nonetheless, we want to add 30 new baptized believers. So, I know that most, if not all of you, have people that you have in the past thought, I need to invite that person to church. I want to invite that person to church. They need the Lord in their lives. They need the hope that only He can provide. We hope that as a result of this effort, you will be given an extra amount of, of courage and encouragement that you'll have the tools and resources that you need to reach out to that very person that you're thinking of. Third and final, the, the word. Our words, attend, invite, the last word, engage. And the tagline here, get busy. We aim for more involvement in existing ministries, in new ministries that we might launch, especially among those that emphasize outreach. And the action step here is, there will be an opportunity that is still in the works in a few weeks for all of us to learn more about and to sign up in various ministries that are going on in our congregation. And that's actually something we're going to talk to the deacons about this afternoon, that's one of the reasons we're meeting earlier to discuss what this is going to look like. So there will be more details that will be shared soon about this opportunity that you will have to learn about, to hear more about what's going on in our congregation and how you can get more involved. Now I could stand up here a while longer and talk more about all of this, but we all need to acknowledge that our efforts will be a mere shadow of what they could be if we do not get down on our knees and pray individually for what we want to do in 2020 and collectively. And so at this time, Mike Rogley, one of our shepherds here, and he is the elder in charge for this month, on behalf of all of our elders, our leaders here, he is going to come and lead a special prayer for Outreach 2020. Pray with me. Our Father in Heaven, we acknowledge You as the giver of all of our strength, of all of our hope. We acknowledge You as one who loves us and wants only the best for us. As we uh, have had uh, presented to us this morning a, a challenge for this year to uh, out, do an outreach program to reach out to those around us who do not know of your love and your strength your mercy. Lord, we pray that you will strengthen us, that you will give us resolve to accept the challenge to be a part of this Outreach 2020. Lord, help each of us to be willing to tell the story 
the old, old story of Jesus and his love. Lord, don't let Satan tell us that we are incapable of telling that story. We tell good news each day, Lord. We tell stories every day. Lord, help this to be the story that's on our tongue, that's number one in our news that we want to share, that Jesus died for us, that Jesus loved us. Give us boldness. Give us courage. Give us strength. Lord, help us as a church family to accept the challenges to be here, to attend, to attend all services. Not only just to increase our numbers, Lord, but as we increase those numbers, we increase our family. And as we increase our family here, we increase our strength for you. Help us to lock arms and stand for truth in all that we do and say. Lord, give us the courage and the strength and the boldness to invite others to come and be a part of this church family. Help us to never shy away from telling the good news to sharing with others that we know and we love about this family that worships here at Winchester and how we love you. Lord, I pray that each one here this morning will renew their spirits in engaging in the work. They will find a place that fits their abilities and their talents to serve you here and to be able to uh, renew their spirits and get busy for you. Lord, I pray that uh, we will develop more attitude of prayer for that strength and for that courage and for that boldness and for that uh, willingness to engage. Lord, I pray that uh, we as a church family uh, can do as the scripture says, count it all joy, to assemble, to tell the word of Christ and his love, and to get busy. Because, Lord, we know there is a day coming when he will come again. And Lord, I pray that uh, as we are a family here, this family will be ready. This family will grow. And this family will look forward to the day that Jesus Christ comes again. In his name I pray. Amen. Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Can you say, I'm 
not ashamed? Why don't you say with me, I'm not ashamed? Let's say it together. I'm not ashamed. Maybe if you feel a little ashamed out there in the world or embarrassed just by saying that. You know, you, sometimes you can speak things into being. Let's say that until it's true for us as it was true for Paul. I don't know about you, but I'm just sort of tired of hearing out there about how the church is in decline. And I'm tired of hearing all the alarm bells, and I'm tired of hearing the hand ringing and everybody running around like Chicken Little saying the sky is falling. I'm just sort of tired of it. I, I know we don't need to hide our heads in the sand about what's happening. We, we ought to be aware and concerned, but let's think positively and let's have some solutions in place for what we can do about it. I mean, let's aim to, if that's the case, the world over, especially in this country that the church is in decline, let's aim to buck the trend. At least in our small corner of the world, let's aim to reverse what might be happening out there. Let's aim to grow. That is the goal of Outreach 2020. You know, as we close 2019, as I said earlier, I heard from several of you. You said, I would not have... I would not have read through the Bible if not challenged. And it wasn't my challenge. It was our challenge to one another to read through the Bible. But you said I wouldn't have made it and it wouldn't have blessed me if we didn't do that challenge of 2019. What I'm hoping is that when we get to the close of this year, the close of 2020, what I'm hoping is that we'll hear people say this. I would not have reached out to that person that I love with the gospel had I not been challenged and had I not reached out they would never have come and given their lives to the Lord and I hope that we will hear from people who are not yet sitting with us in these pews because after all we exist for the benefit of those who are not yet in our midst I hope that we will have people who are not yet here who at the end of this year say were it not for the challenge of reaching out, I would not have come to Christ. I would not be in a relationship with my Lord. I would not have been obedient to the gospel. Maybe you need to get us started off on the right foot today. Maybe you yourself need to come to Christ. Do you know my Jesus? Do you know the forgiveness and the hope and the life that He can bring? If you don't, if you've never named His name and been baptized so your sins could washed away, we want to be washed away, we want to invite you to do that. Or if you're struggling in any other way spiritually, why don't you come and let us know, let God know, let's pray about it before we leave today. If there are any needs this morning, why don't you come right now as we stand and sing.